can, uh, are we ready? We will. Is this right? Does this look right to everyone? Blah, blah. Yeah. Blah. The gain looks lower than it usually is. It's definitely, it's on the Yeti. So. I feel like the, the thinger is usually higher up. Chris, do your hello. Just do your, your normal, uh, as if you were doing the intro. Hello, and welcome to a That's Star's... not nearly as loud as you no. do it normally. I thought I was going kind of loud. Hello, and welcome to a star to steer her by. I, I, it's probably fine. We tend to clip. My poor headphones. Hello, and welcome to a star to steer her by. Yeah, that looks about right. Wow. Can I just say a bit of listener feedback? When you do stuff like that, I want to murder you from the back of the bus that I'm sitting on. I, that's just how I treat Jake all the time. That's good. That's fine. That's, that's the just, goal. Just, you know. Just murder. Jake already did the intro. All right, here we go. Keep every second of it. Hello, and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. Yes. My name's Jake, and I'm joined by... Chris. Ames. Oh, and Liz. Liz is back, everyone. Hello. Look at that. Liz. And uh, and Caitlin's not here because she stepped her. on a Rancor pit or something, right? That sounds right. Yeah, I don't know. She stepped on something, something right. gross. It was injurious. Yeah, yeah, you know, it happens. So Caitlin's not with us, but that's great because now we get Caitlin. Liz here and Liz is awesome. Oh. So welcome back, Liz. Hey, thank you for thank you for jumping in and hanging out with us. Hey, my pleasure. I get seltzer out of it. You get seltzer out of it. Hey. You can hang out in the previously air conditioned house, now warming by the second. Mm. So we're gonna bang this one out quick. Yep. Let's say what you said. Um <laughs> <laughs> That is what I said. Um, <laughs> so what are we talking about today, folks? Well, what episode is it? Well, let me tell you. What it, episode oh, is what it? What episode is what it? What episode is it? It is episode 90. Woo! Yeah, 9-0. That's right, folks. That is 89 more than one. That's factually correct. So there we go. We're doing uh, we're doing all right. So ni- episode 90. And today on episode 90, we'll be talking about two season three episodes of Star Trek, The Next Generation. First, we'll be discussing Hollow Pursuits. And we'll also be talking about the most toys. So uh, let's give a brief summary of those shows. In Hollow Pursuits, we are introduced to a new character, the feckless engineer Barkley, Reg Barkley, who's kind of a loser. And um, and this is his first appearance. He does appear a couple more times, but always uh, finding himself, yeah, kind of a loser. <laughs> In this show, we find out he's obsessed with the holodeck. He's a holodeck addicted, I guess. A holodiction. Oh as... no, that's Jordy. 
Well, the, yeah, exactly. Jordy has a lot of a lot of stones lecturing anybody on uh, <laughs> inappropriate holodeck behavior. So anyway, we learn that this, this fellow Barkley he hangs out in the holodeck where he creates fake images of the rest of the senior crew and goofs around with them. He, he acts tough. He does like a three musketeer thing, and he makes out with Troy and just just Wesley all... eats a pie. Yeah, Wesley eats a pie. <laughs> Riker's like a dopey guy. And uh, short. And short. A short, dopey guy. So, uh, yeah, so he's, he does this kind of weird shit, but he's also actually on the crew as well. He's an engineer. Yes, he And some stuff, <laughs> some stuff starts breaking down. First the anti-grav unit goes, and then some dude's glass melts in his hand. The transporter starts turning things into poop. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, it all sort of culminates when the warp drive starts racing out of control and of course barkley is the one that's been tasked you know barkley that the fuck up who's been tasked with solving it's, it's so he can redeem various... himself yeah yeah it's not like it's important and we shouldn't you know maybe get somebody qualified <laughs> Who, involved wesley that other fuck up that keeps fucking up <laughs> so while barkley is working somewhat diligently on this problem in between bouts of napping in the holodeck somewhat. while he's sort of working on it the rest of the crew is considering whether or not to fire his lazy ass <clears throat> And it sounds like the people are kind of leaning in that direction. Picard's a little iffy because he's like, I just can't believe that somebody on my staff would be shitty at this job. And Riker's like, well, you know what? We got duped. We got duped by his old cat commander who like told us he was good. But turns out, uh, turns out he's just, he's always late for work. He's lazy. He's always banging Troy on the holodeck. But anyway, ship starts flying out of control. And finally, finally... Barkley has an original thought and uh, is like, oh, maybe it's... Bang and Troy was a pretty original thought. Uh, nah. Actually, actually, Riker's already um, thought it a lot, so maybe not. Probably like half the crew, honestly. Ooh. Riker, that guy who had the chorus. Riva. Riva. Uh, that, that Was there... Well, the guy from the Ferengi wormhole episode. Rao. Yeah, let's call him Ral. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, with the mullet there. Wyatt, Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt, Wyatt Derp. Derp. Like, yeah. I mean, even though she wasn't what he was expecting, once they got to know each other, he was like, "Yeah, she'll do." So, I mean, you know. Anyway, sorry, go on. Sure. So, Barkley's like, "Hey, maybe it's something that we've been spreading around the ship." Hey, guy that handled that broken canister of chemicals, you touched all the things that are broken. Let's find out. So, rather than just scanning so that guy's hands. hands for the dangerous chemical. Oh, yeah. They, they go all the way down the hall. all the way to the, to the cargo bay. Wasting precious minutes. Waste, you know, when the ship, it's like, the ship is 30 seconds from exploding. That's my impression of the computer. You sound just like Major Barrett. I knew it. So rather than uh, just checking the guy that they suspect has been spreading it around, they go all the way down to cargo bay, open up one of these containers, put on their fancy shiny gloves, and find out, yes, indeed, they've been spreading this dangerous chemical around the ship, and they can neutralize it by freezing it and they do that and the ship stops and Barkley murders all of his holodeck friends. Except Program 9. That's Whoa. that's the orgy. We'll get to Program 9 soon. Okay, well then on the next episode we meet another massive loser. Uh, <laughs> Kivas Fajo. So we got this uh, this uh, kind of tragedy going on. One of There's a Federation colony that is uh, got some kind of poison in their water table. Just so happens this fella Kivas, Mr. Fajo, he has what they need. The medicine that'll clear up the water table. And uh, so they got Data over there sh- 
flying it back and forth because the stuff is super explosive and you can't beam it. So it's better to take it in a ship. And of course something goes wrong and Data's shuttle blows up. <gasps> Poor Data. Or so we're not really led to believe because before that even happened, we saw that there was some uh, underhanded activities. Uh, turns out Data was not blown up. He was in fact kidnapped. Which is worse. That's true. He's kidnapped by Kivas, who as it so happens is a collector of one-of-a-kind items from around the galaxy, but evidently mostly Earth. Um, As usual. All places. All places mostly focus on Earth. Yes. So he has, among his collection, the Mona Lisa, various other works of art and antiques. (laughs) Lots of, like, archaeological shit I saw in there. He's got a baseball card that's that's rare. Don't forget the lapling. He's got. He does have some alien animal, alien hand puppet. That's was supposed very to cute. be um, supposed to be extinct, but of course he has the last remaining one. And now in his collection, oh, he has a, a, a weird couch that's pretty cool. And is now, that part of the collection, or is it just for sitting on? I don't know. It looks one of a kind to me. Uh, and now in his collection, he has the only surviving, only known surviving Soon type android, Data. And all he wants is for Data to sit in a chair. And Data's like, fuck you, you've taken me prisoner, I don't like you, so eat a dick. And Fajo is none too impressed. So he brings his buddy over, Mr. Pick, Picknose, and Picknose um, is, like, is not very impressed because Data's like, I'm going to pretend to be a mannequin. <laughs> fuck you, Fajo. And Fajo's like, you're a dingus, and fuck you, Data, and you're going to do what I say, or I'm going to shoot your girlfriend, my girlfriend, who you clearly like, with this laser gun that I have that is the worst laser in the world. It will roast you from the inside out over the course of about half a second, but it's going to suck. So Data finally sits in the chair, and then he and the girlfriend try to do, who's, I say girlfriend, but she's really more of a slave, it seems, so it's probably not yeah, the best it's, choice it's of words. Un, it's unclear. We'll talk about her, but yeah, her role is is a little bit upsetting. Yeah, she seems to also kind of be a prisoner here. I don't know, but she, she's like Stockholm. I don't know. Anyway, so they straight they stage an escape. And they're just about to succeed. And, of course, the alarm goes off. And everybody runs in. Fajal runs in. He shoots the girl anyway. She dies. Roasts alive. Roasts alive very painfully. She screams. And then Data gets the gun. And Fajal's like, you can't shoot me because you're programmed not to do violence. And then Data shoots him anyway. But did he? luckily for Fajal, the transporter happened right at that time. And the Enterprise rescued him because they cured the water table, which turned out to also be a trick. Probably anyway. So there you have it, folks. Most toys. It's it's like it's like loner loser week on Star to Steer Her By. <sighs> Yay! Good job, Jake. You did it. I did. That's the episode, everyone. So I, I feel very well caught up. So seeing Ames on the way over. I, while I I have often you know counted myself as a, as a pretty big fan of Barkley. I don't know if I've ever seen Hollow Pursuits. You are the worst oh my fan God, of really? Barkley ever. Like I've I seen... spent today watching the A Team, and I'm not even as big a fan of Barkley as you are. <laughs> Although now I might be because Barkley in the A Team is pretty pretty fantastic. Hmm. Yeah, he was cast very much against type for this, oh, is, is what I understand. I just think he's got range. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like, as, you know, a lot of people think, oh yeah, it's it's Murdoch, 
who in the A team is like the manic crazy guy. Yeah. They have to bro- they have to break him out of a mental hospital every episode I mean, so that the shenanigans can ensue. That part he has in common. Like he he needs psychiatric help in both worlds. Yeah, but he doesn't have mm. Troy on the A team. He's got also, Mr. T instead. He's also not a demolitions expert mm. in Star Trek. That we know of. He wasn't he a, I thought he was a pilot. Yeah, he was A-team. a helicopter pilot. Oh, I thought he was the demolitions guy. Pilot. Oh, great! A, a crazy I've never pilot. seen an entire episode of the A Team. So. All, all I know is they're they all love the it same. When a plan, but comes they together. they have different lines. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. So Reg Barkley. So you know he is a kind of a fan favorite character. I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he might be a, a, a love it or hate it kind of. He's basically thing. a fan. He's any fan of Star Trek. If he were actual, if a fan of Star if, Trek if, were a character on Star yeah, Trek, yeah. If, if mm. the writers of Star Trek think very lowly of their fans to make this their their fan surrogate on the show, because Barkley is, in my opinion, a, a, a real piece of work. Yeah, yeah. I've know? read I read two different accounts of the depiction of Barkley. I read a reference that the episode writer Sally Caves meant it to be a satirical depiction of Trekkies, whilst Everyone else on the production team insists that that is not true mm. so that the fans won't be upset with them. Yeah, because who wants to be associated with this guy? He's, he's, he, he quite frankly sucks. He's bad at his job. Or, you know, he appears mm. bad at his job. Yeah, I think, like, that's something that you get the impression of, but you don't really see any... There's no clear example of that. He's just bad at expressing himself. Well, being late for work consistently... There is that. ...qualifies you as being bad in my and like, and it sounds like yeah, he just doesn't have a lot of initiative. I don't know. As as Whoopi said, if if everybody didn't want to be around you yeah. and and you know got upset when you were around, I wouldn't show show up to work on time either. Yeah, I, I see how that. That's feels. it. It did feel like there wasn't much attempt to work with him. Again, Whoopi yeah. better than Troy in every regard. Yeah, like it, it took Picard going. Have you tried? And Jordy goes, oh, I don't wanna. He's like, how about you try? Yeah, because that's it. Like, it's, it's, it, at one point someone, it might, I think it was Jordy, was just, just like, he's annoying. And it's like, we have to deal with Wesley on the bridge. You can deal with this one guy in engineering. Come on! <laughs> like, it, it was, it was at least kind of interesting in that you had a bunch of people who were, it, it was basically like, not some sort of like social, basically everyone was wrong. Like, Picard was coming in and be like, you all have agreed that he sucks and you don't like him and you're all wrong because, like, at least you're in the wrong in the way that you're approaching it because, yeah, you know, you find him annoying, you find him weird to deal with. Like, it's basically like, just because he's weird doesn't mean he's bad. And all that's going to do is exacerbate an already bad situation. Yeah, he's not going to like you any better. It's not going to yeah. work with you any better. Yeah, no, it's, it's just going to destroy his morale. And yes, admittedly, you also don't know how clearly delicate his psychological state is, mm. but, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Eh. He could go all murder well, at any time. He's also, like, especially the, the, the conversation where he's he's sitting in, like, in Ten Forward and talking about... He's, he's basically talking about his social anxiety. He's got crippling social anxiety. Yeah. Even right down to, like, writing down things that he would need to tell someone I like that detail. That was a I, good detail. I dated someone like that. Like, he would write down what he wanted to say before he would have to say it in a conversation that he knew he had to have. Mm. That guy was an asshole. But regardless... I'm sorry, Liz. <laughs> eh. But, like, this is very much, you know, it was interesting to see, like, an, a show at this time period. I mean, it would be something that would be interesting even today. 
to have yeah. someone like, you know, basically like he needs therapy and he's sitting there with a counselor and he's freaking out about being in therapy and like, all right, yeah. I'm the really good tip well, I mean, of breathing. I'm going to get out of here. He's also freaking out that his therapist is someone that he fantasizes There's about in the too. holodeck that and is... has made out with multiple times. Yeah. It's yeah, a little unhealthy. Yeah, a little bit. If it weren't for the holodeck sequences, like, I wouldn't be as horrified. That adds a little add. It would be a lot more sympathetic. It's weird, though, the way they're presented. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously it's still creepy. Yes. But for some reason, I found myself way less creeped out than I was by anything Jordy did with Hollow Leah. <laughs> like, mm. it left me way less like, ah, what's happening? I just wondered, like, why the entire bridge crew, other than the fact that it's the crew, it's the all the characters that the audience knows and mm-hmm. loves, yeah. and not like people from engineering who he sees. Yeah, like, why not that other, other that Weasley other, guy that that handled guys. the chemicals? Why yeah. not have him in there with O'Brien, and you could beat them up? Yeah, I mean that that would make more sense, but I think as you say, it's it wouldn't be as interesting of a show if it were those guys. You want to see, you know, Wesley with be... the pie. Wesley with the pie as the kind of as the cool blue though. boy. Although you... we could have still had that because Wesley did humiliate him. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He, he, he's often in engineering. Although not not intentionally, he was just being Wesley. That was actually mm. like a reasonable moment for Wesley, like in the conversation with everybody after, where he realized like how he's like, oh, and I, you know, and I, I Wesley all shut over him the down. place. I shut him down, and I'm not helping the, you know. Yeah. The, the group attempt here mm. to reach him. So one thing, I was I forget who the devil I was talking to. It wasn't anyone on the podcast. Or maybe it was you, Liz. It was someone who's mm-hmm. not normally on. A couple of weeks ago, I was discussing the fact that we were getting to Hollow Pursuit soon. And I was like, you know, it's, I'm, I'm very fond of Barkley, but it's like, how does a guy like him, and they even say it in the episode, like, get through the Academy? Like, how does he get past the psych test? Yeah, that nearly broke Wesley and Mendon's brains. And or I Mordok, forget... One of them. I forget who I was talking to. If you're a listener, please pipe up and give yourself credit in the Facebook comments. They said, what if Barkley was, like, kind of borderline beforehand, but no one knew it, and the psych test actually broke him? Huh. But it was sort of a gradual breakdown, and that's how he kind of... Like, if you'd seen him in his Academy days, he would have been a bit more stable, but, like, just over the years, he just kept Something crumbling. happened in that psych test where he had to make out with Troy against his will. <laughs> <laughs> and right. now he just has to do it every day. But because it's the only thing that, to me, makes sense, uh, that's now my headcanon. The psych test broke him, and no one realized it. Mm. Well, it's considering the psych test is part of the entrance exam to the yeah. Academy, you'd think there would be, you know, however long you're at the Academy for time for it to manifest yeah that's right like maybe he was really good at hiding it and he's a lieutenant so the junior grade yeah but still you don't that's a couple of years at least i think yeah yeah still it's not you know he should at his age he should be beyond jg sure I mean, it's also possible that the Enterprise is just a way more stressful appointment to have. They have counselors like Troy all over the place. <sighs> or pre- presumably they yeah, have but like every five Troy. minutes, this ship is about to blow up or phase over into another dimension <laughs> or get the, eaten up by an alien. Or the, the captain is substi- substituted with alien critters again. Like, he might have just been, like, on some, like, just his, he might have had a cushy position somewhere quiet before. Some yeah. absolutely boring place. Like, here's a good opportunity, Barkley. You're like, okay, oh my god, I'm going to die. Yeah, like, he gets there and, like, welcome to the ship, Mr. Ah, oh, damn it. We'll talk later. Is that, is that the warp that? core? Yeah, we're just gonna have to eject it again. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Whoops. Good old, good old Barkley. I, I always feel like Barkley is the, the, the retread of 
Sonia Gomez. Yeah. Like um, the 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 obnoxious or somewhat obnoxious try hard. Well, he's not really a try hard. No. But but he's try enough. I don't know. I feel like they tried to introduce like an like a an engineer character who you who you'd be like, oh, this person. Oh boy. You know, kind of kind of the fuck up character. And mm. that didn't really work with Sonia Gomez because she was just obnoxious. No, yeah, she was the worst. But <clears throat> Barkley Barkley works on the show well enough. And mm. I think that's why they bring him back a few more times. He definitely I feel like he must grow after this episode because like my first thought, my first note on it you know, from watching this episode was this is Barkley's first episode? Yeah. yeah. Oh god. They, they start him off up here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm at here. Where is there to go? I mean, I think the thing about Barkley too is that when he does appear, it tends to be in pretty decent episodes. I think. Yeah. Like Genesis. Oh yeah. There's exceptions. To there are exceptions. <laughs> um, but no, there are there are a couple of. I mean, I'm really just thinking of one episode. I think that I'm like, oh, that was a good episode that had Barkley in it. There's a Barkley center. The TNG episode. or the Voyager episode. TNG. Huh. He's in some decent Voyager episodes. I didn't realize it showed up in Voyager. I don't know. A couple know of that. times. Yep. So in this episode. Yeah, meanwhile. So I have I have a, a question because maybe I just missaw. But the glass that O'Dougal or O'Doyle or the fuck his name was had, right? That melts in his hand. Mm-hmm. They later said he was drinking an ale? Who drinks ale out of glass that small? And wasn't there ice in it? What kind of asshole puts ice in a beer? Was there ice in it? That's what I'm not sure of. I didn't see ice. Okay. No, you might be thinking of the little fingers. The marks that were, okay, good. Little bubbly things. But it could also be like a really strong ale, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of times you'll get like those little like eight ounce... Yeah, this is the function. I mean, we're talking about strength is not going to be a thing because they drink synthol. Yeah, but strength also refer to the... The taste, you know, could be a strong, strongly... So a shitty ale is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's a, just a guy who likes shitty ales. I know lots of them. Although yeah, Data true. did say it was a light ale yeah. or of Earth origin, so... Yeah. Either way, yeah, I don't know. I, I did. No I often, always thought that was a... Because even it, last week when uh, Fake Picard did his song, it was like a bigger glass that he... Yeah, got, ales he for everyone. got the beer in. Yeah. So, the Three Musketeers, or whatever, Garden of Eden. Oh, man. Yeah. How fucking game, clearly, were the actors. Because oh, they seemed super into it. Almost as into it as all of their stunt doubles. <laughs> yes, them too. <laughs> but just like, you know, the scenes where they were, it was actually them. Well, I always enjoy when Brent Spiner has to speak with an English accent and mm. is just doing his best Patrick Stewart impression. Oh, he does a good Patrick Stewart impression. It's delightful. It's very cute. He's fucking adorable. You know, so the one person missing from uh, what we see is Worf. That's true. Mm. He's not in any of the... Uh, well, well, he's maybe at the I very like, end one when he I deletes like everything. O- O'Brien probably doesn't have to interact with Worf not, uh, a lot enough for him to be like... Barkley? What did I say? O'Brien. O'Brien. Same difference. Uh, no, Brian never leaves the station. He's just there, sad all the time, like in the webcomic. <laughs> he just oh. beams. He just beams test objects back and forth all <laughs> day. That, that reminds me is when you know after the he shows them how it's all fucked up. Like, right, I want a level one diagnostic, and they all start to leave, and he's like, the face he was like, yeah, all right, I'll just clean this up alone then. Oh, fuckers! You're the one who did it, dude. You're contaminated, man. Mm. But uh. Yeah, no, that was that was delightful because the the actors, if they weren't actually into it, you couldn't tell they were really because they're good actors giving it their all to just be ridiculous and 
seemingly reveling in it. Yeah, Especially think, Little Riker. I think that it, is, <laughs> it is fun for them when they get to do yeah. their not regular jobs. They get yeah, a little yeah. variety. And also Data gets to not be an android all the time. Like mm-hmm. whenever Nimoy had to not be Spock for a second. And they got yeah. to wear... Look, you get to do another thing. You oh have to have God. an emotion. Yay! And they got to wear wonderfully insane costumes. Oh, yeah. This uh, this episode, did it win or was it just nominated for? It was just nominated for an Emmy in hairstyling. <laughs> oh, I believe that for hairstyling. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun. I, like I am the goddess of empathy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly, she was better as the goddess of empathy than she is usually, so... Mm. That's a fair point. <laughs> also, she therapied better as Hollow Troy than an actual Troy. <laughs> what else is new? Yeah. Everyone's better at tro- Troy's job than Troy. What was the deal? So, her little... Her therapy session. Like, what is going on with... Mental health care. Yeah, no. Like, 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 I'm going to sit down next to you and... Turn the lights down low. Let's dim the lights. Close your eyes. Let's put on some music. Yeah, no. Let me me slip into something more comfortable. It did seem very come-on-ish. You know, lay back and close your eyes. Where are you... If he hadn't left, where was that going? Maybe we've been thinking about this whole counselor thing wrong. Maybe she's not a therapist. Maybe counselor is (laughs) just like... She's just a porn star? It's just like, you know, maybe that's just what she's doing. Maybe she's like... You look like you need something warm inside here. No. Like maybe attitudes towards that have changed in the three. Maybe it's totally cool. Here's the thing. mm, She can... She she can... Sense others' feelings sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When plot allows, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you'd think. I sense you have a boner, <laughs> right? Um, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, she should have been able to notice before he finally had that outburst of like hitting a limit. Of, like, nope, I need to. Get, I'm gonna nope out of here. Like, she pushed him right to the limit. When you're like when you're doing when you're any in any kind of like therapeutic capacity, like she has to she she has to be gauging his feelings. She has to be mm-hmm. like, all right, this is putting him on edge. We're gonna try a different approach. We're just gonna talk. We're not gonna turn yeah. on any fucking lights. We're not gonna do, do any, any kind do any of meditative. The breathing feeling. is good for when you have a side stitch, by the way. The in through the nose, out through the mouth. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't think you need to be an empath to know that, you No. Know, he's clearly... People do that today. This People get side-stitch all the time. Yeah, yes. This isn't working with him. Let's let's scale it back and try something a little less... Troy. Whatever that was supposed to be. Bullshit new aging? Maybe, yeah. yeah Touch the, the crystals. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, you know, and, and really, though... She, there, how could she, if being an empath, how could she not have picked up on the fact that he had a massive boner? Like, that this was... Maybe she's used to that. Oh, maybe. Mm. I mean, I she guess. She hears it all the time. Uh, Actually, I would be willing to tune it like, out. You think she would have smelled it? She's hanged around Riker <laughs> enough. <laughs> also, like, what is the... Po- so, I, I assume, I, in fact, I know that there are a limited number of holodecks on the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of energy to use them, and it's. But it seems like they're always free. Like there's yeah. never any like. No wait time. There's no wait time. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be something you'd have to book. You'd think, and you and you'd have like a, a limited number of holodeck points per week or something. You know, because you know what it is. He's a newer crew member, and everyone else had already used up their whole quota on like all the orgies, mm. and now they just need to rebuild them. Guess so. Or, like, or alternately, it's just like 
every time someone meets a holodeck, meets, it's introduced the concept of the holodeck for the first time, they go ape shit for like a week, and now just nothing can arouse them anymore. Mm. Well, like, it does also seem like that the computer should probably be informing, like, there should be like a daily or weekly report about holodeck usage mm. that goes to Counselor Troy, so she can be like, maybe like, oh wow, this Barkley guy's been in there for 22 hours this week. Yeah, maybe mm. I should you know. today. Yeah, <laughs> he's just napping, napping the whole time. Maybe I should uh... in in Doctor Crusher's lap. Yep, it's not and as I comfy did... as a Wookiee's lap, mind you. So, oh. as we learned in Solo, mm. and they did like it's implied that they did some sort of a crew evaluation for Barkley. Like, yeah, like because Picard was like, "Oh, it's rare that I see a negative evaluation." Like so, I just I just don't see how this has happened. It it seems like a total breakdown of command, man. Yeah. Like Barkley should not be here. Maybe Troy. Maybe if Troy had to do the evaluation, though, she didn't do it because she sucks. <laughs> well, she she just <laughs> met him for the first time apparently when Jordy forced him to go. Which yeah, you'd think that like step one on joining a crew is you see the physician and then you see the shrink. Mm-hmm. You point yeah. out all the ink dot ink splots. Yeah. Which is what I just watched in A-Team today. <laughs> he said it looked like ink, and I laughed. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would assume that, outside of this episode at least, in, in a properly functioning Starfleet ship, like, everybody has their annual physical evaluation, they have yeah. their annual mental evaluation, just yep. psychological evaluation, just because they are... Living get their, their retinax and all that every day of their lives in the void of space on a ship that regularly threatens to be wiped from existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With kids on board. Yep. Yes. All those yeah. kids threatened to be wiped out of existence. So many children. And you know, oh, this was almost this is this was another almost saucer separation yep. episode. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like they would have ripped out parts. Oh yeah, I made a comment. Can they do saucer separation at warp? Well, I think they can. Because I think what happens is, you know, because there's a warp Did they just field. shoot the saucer off? No, I think it just comes off and then it, it slows down. Oh. Which, but I, but what the, re, the problem was that, as Data said... The warp field was uneven or something. Yeah, right? that there was more energy in one side than the other, so I think it would have oh, torqued it or part, something. Yeah, it would have spun out of control. Yeah, because Taken out the, the warp section. I mean, the... Slowing down thing wouldn't. This isn't a, a vacuum. It's not. There's no air resistance or anything that would slow it down. Yeah, but I think the warp field itself would okay. start to collapse because I think once the warp field collapses, like you, you yeah, just, you mm. can't maintain warp. Yeah. Okay. So without the warp engine, they'd still be going crazy fast. But I assume they must have some way to break. Yeah, they must they have some kind of thrusters. I'd imagine. Yeah, that would make that would I would hope so. Otherwise, the saucer as a lifeboat theory doesn't. Now it's just a frisbee. Yeah, because yeah, the saucer yeah. does, it, like, it can propel itself. Yeah, it's yeah. it separately. So, yeah, it would have, it would. Yeah, there must be some kind of secondary engineering section also on, on in the saucer. Mm. Where, like, just enough to power that impulse. And, yeah. And, yeah and, and need, in normal controls. But, like, it's like. Life support. The maybe. implication is that all the energy on the ship comes from. Wesley's experiment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It comes from, well, uh, from the warp core, right? Like, everything's. Maybe it has the, batteries. The EPS system. And Backup everything. system. Yeah, that can only last for, you know, like it can probably only last for so long yeah, without true. the uh, rest of the ship. Well, we know that the power system on the ship, the electrical system, is plasma fed. Mm-hmm. It's, pl- it's 
based on plasma. EPS is like mm. electroplasma system or something. So if everything is powered by plasma and the warp core is the source of all plasma, then you must have some way, other way to generate it or store it maybe if the battery... You hook up some of the children to special plasma chambers, just suck it right out of them. Little hamster mm. wheels. That's yeah. why they're on board. Yep. Yes. They're wee, annoying batteries. <clears throat> yeah, children. Mm. Um, anyway, uh, so Barkley does not delete Program 9, and in my notes, all I wrote was, Program 9 has tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, though, at least it wasn't like, and he's completely magically better ending. You know, it's like yeah. he's getting there, but he's not going cold turkey, which is a little more realistic. Well, I mean, so, okay, Program 9 is skeevy as fuck. It is, <laughs> oh, un- it is uncomfortable to watch, especially like, you know, like as, as someone who has been creeped on by creepy guys and like... This is this is what the other side is like. Oh God! Thank God there's no holodeck because I'm probably somewhere doing something creepy. Great. Okay. Fine. Well, that's gross. But at the same time, like, it's it's enough that we what we do in The Sims. That's exactly consistently drown people. Was playing The Sims while I was watching this episode. That's appropriate. I mean, I was. <laughs> that's very appropriate. I was decorating a house and making a garden, but Ooh. nothing murderous this time. But I definitely have have a. So you don't have a cow plant, is what you're saying? Not yet. But I mean, I I do enjoy telling people story of a house that I made where I wanted, you know, it was a creepy goth sim, and I wanted her to have a yard with a bunch of gravestones in it. But mm. you can't just buy gravestones; you have to make them. <laughs> so oh dear. there was a corner of the yard where she would invite someone walking by to go and make some pop tarts in the oven mm. uh, next to a potted plant and a rug. Uh, and the gate that locked. <laughs> at least, at least they got their comfort setting up high with yeah. the yeah. with the potted plant. Yeah, and then and they would rock. be screaming on fire while <laughs> she was up on the top floor playing the violin. So, see, I can't completely judge Barkley, except this wasn't usually someone from work, you know. That's true. It, it was, was a very cool looking house, Chris. It was a very cool looking house. I think I did a pretty great job, actually. You've broken Chris's mind. Mm. Whatever. He knows. Like, he, he, this isn't surprising. No, that story's new. I've never heard that one before. Oh, it was, uh, it was a house at the end of the block in one of my neighborhoods. Okay, okay Miss yeah. White. That's oh, great. But, but see, like, I mean, you know, more like other real life examples. Like, if someone, you know, made their coworkers in The Sims and, like, you know, just did all sorts of weird, like, Harkening back and- to that, um... Not Orville episode. What the fuck did we watch with you before? Like Black Mirror. Black Mirror episode. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, that. these are just more high-tech versions of it, where, like, back in the day, you know, like, in grade school, you might have had, like, a revenge, you know, story that you wrote and, you know, kept to yourself. Or, like, creepy drawings that you didn't show anyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is a point at which it becomes unhealthy and a warning sign, but there are other times where it's just catharsis if you're not hurting anyone. And so... Like, that's something I'm watching. It's like, this is gross, but he's not hurting anyone. But at what that point... That we know of. Right. I mean, like, <sighs> banging a holodeck Troy is probably passing a limit that you should be avoiding. But there's apparently no protocol against it. <laughs> and and <sighs> Jordy knows this because he's checked for all the other times he's done it. Yep. Yeah. And I do appreciate that being, like, 
that was like the turning point scene with him and Barkley where he's like, oh, I almost, I fell in love in the holodeck myself. And he's like, really? It's oh, yeah, and he starts like, sh- just, like starts sharing like, no, you understand me. Yeah, there was definitely no one better to discover that secret first. Because he could be yeah. like, oh, I can't say shit. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> All right. And they, yeah. they did seem to start getting on a little better after that. Which also, can we just talk, why are there no there's no locks on the holodeck? Oh, right. yeah. all there's, the time. there's no notification that a new that a new person has entered the room. There's no sense of privacy on this no. like super respectful it's ship. The only way to keep people from fucking on it. It's also the oh. way to progress the story in ninety. That too, of the yes. Time, but yeah, but it's just it's so bad. Like it's it's just no. Well, I wonder if I mean maybe there <laughs> is locks, but because the senior staff can open the door. That's maybe. true. It was Riker. Jordy did Jordy. it once, and mm. then Riker did it. Yeah, they, they might have some sort of... I don't know. That feel, But it feels like there should at least be... There should! A noise, like, yeah. a, like a chime or something. Well, that thing, that door is loud as fuck. Yeah, but not depending on whatever Holosuite program or no, holiday program true. you're running. That's true. Like, what if what if he were at a waterfall? Mm. Or in the midst of a, you know, three-on-one foil fight. Yeah, mm. which... That's another thing that occurred to me. You never, you never see anyone like doing these programs on easy mode. Like suddenly, like Barkley was really good at. I know. I, I wrote that too. Like Barkley's actually really good at swords play because. Yeah. Well, his stuntman is. Well, yes, his yes. stuntman. There, there was one Barclay clip where the it was. Yes. yes. There was just there was one clip where it was like, oh, you didn't hide that. One well. clip. <laughs> well, I also think it is interesting though how they showed Barkley having essentially two entirely different personalities. Mm. Mm. I think that the Troy scene, right? They they deliberately mm-hmm. showed both a, a scene in the holodeck where he was being mm-hmm. th- uh, therapized, and then one outside the holodeck, and like just you know he's much more confident, obviously. In the his holodeck. voice is different. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I think his they, stutter isn't there. So I think they did a good job showing how you know he's really only uncomfortable around other real people. When once yeah. he's in the holodeck, he's kind of. Becomes a different person entirely. So really, Jordy yeah. should have walked in in, in uh, musket, musketeer garb, so Barkley wouldn't have known. <sighs> That's a good point. And Troy should always go around dressed as the goddess of empathy. Clearly. Oh God, it's a more flattering outfit than that goddamn oh, fabric. Those horrible dresses they put yeah. in. God, the way it hugs her figure. At one point, I was like, it looks like she's got two sets of breasts because of the way it hugs her ribcage. Yeah, <sighs> they're not great. Really... And I've never really liked that it's that the the off center cut. See, I Where it always like that, it just always looks like a boob is gonna flop out. That's kind of true. I assume I did notice that at one point. That's meant to sort of reflect the off center point in the um, color on the standard uniforms. Oh, I thought you were gonna make something mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like intriguing about it. like it's the off centerness of, of human nature. Oh right? no, no, God, and she's no! A, and she's a therapist, and this, that, and, and also the off center. You know, I'm sure that's what the costume designer was going Delta. for because costume designers are really into this kind of shit, mm. and that seems to be. A favorite feature in in Star Trek because even in the next episode coming up, like there's a lot of their angles, their the the sort of downward swoop, yeah, from one side to the other, like an asymmetrical. asymmetrical yeah, well, that I mean, the, some thing. some of that shit goes back to TOS. Some of the weird True. fucking costume choices, like uh, oh yeah, the bizarre colors in the Android episode, the oh. one where they made like a replica Kirk, and the, oh the, the Android... little girl. Little girl tomato. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like all the. It's in the Android episode, and there's several of them. Yeah, there's sorry, also the, the rock mud, one. Muds. Yeah. I mud. I mud. Muds women. No, the other one. I yeah, no, I mud. You're right. But yeah, with like the weird, like bizarre choices of color and cut. Mm. The colonists on the like 
happy plant planet there. Angles <laughs> well, are futuristic and spacey. Yeah, apparently. I would also have to point out, though, when Picard accidentally calls him broccoli. Oh, my God. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's face. Yeah. Oh, he oh, nailed that. Riker's face. He nailed that. And Data being... Data trying to explain it like oh no charitable i mean really really they should write wesley up for this shit because he started it and that's really really immature behavior for a bridge off for for a bridge crew member Mm. but really all the other crew members who have participated yeah well that's because they know know better oh because that i mean like that's the moment everyone whenever someone's like oh yeah we all call broccoli like all right now you are all like you're all bullshit as starfleet officers yeah Mm. how, how dare you this is beneath you. Yeah. I was disappointed in everyone, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you should be. So disappointed. I mean, Picard does the same thing in the next episode, in The Most Toys, when when he mistake, mistakenly says, you know, blah, 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 Mr. Data, realizing, shit, we think Data's um, dead and it's Mr. Worf, and now I've made everyone really aware of this, and now we're sad, and Worf is crying. <laughs> <laughs> All these Freudian slips from Picard this week. I know. Oh, man. And he should be above it, too. But mostly it's Wesley's fault. I mean, he was clearly... Well, we'll talk about that one. Well, yeah. So anything more on this one? The hollow hollow pursuit? Yes, I have one beef. One one problem. The cat agrees with you. Kitty is right. The whole problem from the start of the episode is that they were like, we're going to test this platform. We're, we have this technology. We're going to give it a test. All right, ready to do the anti-grav. We're, we're going to yeah, the anti-grav Tray. platform. We're going to use live dangerous chemicals for this. Yeah, that get was some funny. fucking that weights. Was funny. Yeah, get some true. fucking weights. Use, use the transporter test object. Yes. Yeah, whatever that is. <laughs> no, O'Brien things. turned it inside out again, mm. and just, it exploded. Just, just have O'Brien sit on it. <laughs> yeah. I'm helping. What's he doing? You know, just but like that was the whole start of the whole problem. Everyone's yeah. blaming, like, shitting on Barkley for all these things. He's like, I was, I just worked a twelve-hour shift to try and fix this problem. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, also, where is OSHA? This is a post-scarcity, post-hazmat suit world. Oh God! I mean, where yeah. is OSHA? Is just. But like. But, like, we're going to go and solve this problem. We're just going to work in the cargo bay. There's no containment pr- procedure. There's no... Has, is, they, they're wearing, like, the cheap, like, knockoff Michael Jackson shiny gloves. And this that's is it. a starship oh, like that has a very breakable glass platform around its warp core. Oh, yeah, there's that. That doesn't bother putting its, like, coolant tanks behind armored walls. It... I... Mm. So mm. they, we lost Ocean, the post-atomic harm. Uh, yeah, it's a ship where the first step of a red alert isn't to lock engineering, mm. even if the red alert is caused by a prisoner escape. Mm. On the topic of the using the anti-grav, right, to lift those things. So even after the first instance where the thing crapped out and one of the cans fell off and broke open. Yeah. Then they test it shitty again. Cans, too. Shitty, shitty cans. Well, those are alien. Those are some alien things. Oh, they knows. they they test it later. Black things. Still with the cans on it, mm-hmm. yeah. and another one falls off and breaks open. Yeah. So I I agree. Like initially, I can sort of see. Okay, yeah, they didn't expect it to break down. But after it had already shown itself once to be unreliable, you just. You give up on the... You move the cans by hand. They didn't yeah. look that heavy. <laughs> yeah, no. Fucking get a dolly. Just, yeah. 
You've got a thousand people on this ship. Yeah, and tons of those anti-grav bike handles. Come on. Yeah. What are those children doing right now? They've done something to do. Seriously. You clearly don't care about their safety. No. Time for them to earn their keep. Anywho. Anywho. Most toys. So many toys. Fajo loves his toys. What a delicate segue. Oh, God. I feel like his name is something that I would have like cobbled together for an emergency NPC in the game. Fajo. <laughs> it's like, what is your name? Oh, f- uh, backwards. Fajo. That's his name. His name is Fajo. There we go. Liz, that sounds stupid. Picked, um, picked no, no. letters out of the alphabet soup. Go. I'd like to think if it was made now, this episode, he would in fact have a segue, actually. Oh, yeah. He would just be Job. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't mean puttering around on one. I meant in his collection. Oh. <laughs> Failed attempt at changing the way people get around. He'd have, he should have had a Betamax player. <laughs> <laughs> and Google Glass. Yes. Oh. No, no, the Borg have that. Mm, that's true. The Dominion have that. Yeah, I ended up looking up the, the quote that the title comes from, He Who Dies With The Most Toys Wins, uh, which is credited oh. to, quote, flamboyant millionaire Malcolm Forbes. Of Forbes oh. magazine fame, who's notorious for his Fabergé egg collection and collection of special shaped hot air balloons. What? As one does. What? Mm. So it what? seems to me... Also, I think he was in a fight with Trump recently, so that's even better. Wait, he's still um, alive? Ish. I, I, I did see a Forbes <laughs> this is, in the news recently. Yeah, this is son of the guy who who came up with the magazine. Oh, okay. Um, he might still be alive. I didn't actually check that. I was more interested in his Fabergé eggs. <laughs> Those are like the most pointless thing in history. Those literally but seem to so exist. But there's so much value like, I know, assigned it's like, to them, which it's, is bizarre. It's almost like they exist just so as a culture we could have a shorthand in fiction for this person has too much money. Yeah. You know, like that's all I know about them is if someone in a film or in a book or something has at least a or more Fabergé egg, you're like, okay, they are stupid wealthy. Or if uh, and stupid about where they put their wealth. Yeah. Or if there's you know an how option. many hospitals you could fund, you goddamn asshole. Seriously. Instead, you decided to make fucking buy a not even an interesting trinket. I, I mean, mean, it was interesting at the time. Ugh, but alien independence. What is this? It's just a decorated. Egg, right? Like, yeah. What is it special about it's usually it? Made no, it's out not of. literally it's, an egg. Well, I know it's not. It's a an egg shape. Yeah. It's, it's not like when you when you're Easter and, and you're dyeing eggs in fucking vinegar. So is it water. just like a curiosity? Is it just like a? I mean, yeah, it's, it's usually made of precious materials. Yeah. It's, well, sure. And, and very inlaid. It might have like different types of like. But yeah, I don't know what the point of them is outside of it's, fiction. It's art it's, for art's sake. Yeah, it's it's fanciness. It was it was it's art at court. It was it was a royal courts and courtiers art. And that's why that's why it's why it's so frivolous. Plenty of people spend why does loads it, of money why on, does anyone on own art. a tiara? People people spend lots of money on art. Yeah, you know, on paintings. paintings. It doesn't have a function. It just sits on a wall. Yeah, it's so beca- it's because you're, you're told it has value. Yeah, if you're rich. And you like it, why not? It's just so weird. It is, because people are really bored at court. They, they'll, you know, anything that's remotely interesting. I have too much money. What do I do? And I mean, they're very well made. The the, you know, the craftsmanship is... Can you break them easily? And they're like, oh, probably. Because they're, they're not, not meant well to be thrown made. <laughs> the, the, what it really comes down to is just, this is more proof that, thank God they invented television. Because <laughs> people were clearly bored as Fuck before uh, that. I beg to differ because there are definitely moments where I sit there and have like a post-capitalist, like a like a late capitalist horror. I'm watching, I'm like, eh, the budget for this show 
could have, you know, completely overhauled our infrastructure. Right, but mm. here's the thing. Let's say we didn't have television. But instead, we're like Kardashians so richer. Right, but if we didn't have television, yeah. you know what the person with that money who made the Kardashian show would have done? Mm. They would have bought Fabergé eggs. It wasn't going to a hospital anyway. Well, then at least I wouldn't have to look at it. Mm. <laughs> so Kivas Fajo. Yes, quite. <laughs> he has to show us his Fabergé eggs. Um, what a shitbag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was a great shitbag. Yeah, no, fuck yeah. that. He was, like, he, was, he was like the Harry Mudd of this, this, uh... Mm, I was yeah. thinking that. Generation. Yeah, it really was similar. I don't know. I don't know if he had the same charisma as Harry Mudd. Though that's true. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, no. he did He did have a personality, but I will say this. Like, similar to Barkley in a lot of ways, he's clearly not someone who is comfortable in his own skin. I think that he's... That's why putting he keeps on buying other skin. I think that's why I think he buys stuff just to to impress his his friends who are also just other rich people. Yeah. And I think that like obviously so the the woman on the ship who's like, who's like, you know, clearly his number 2. Mm. She's only there out of fear. You know? Mm. Yeah. She's yeah, only I was, there because she's afraid of. Is, I was wondering about her cuz that clear from the beginning though. Is what Oh, that. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think it comes out until it's. Later. It's interesting because he says that he he obtained her, that he rescued her. It's unclear how he got her mm. when she was quote barely an adult, which sounds so skeezy. because yep. you know he did something really wrong. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And we know that he fucked up her face at one point. I know yep. that was odd. Too. Oh, like she like for, like you start off thinking maybe she's an alien, and then she does the. His ways of punishing you are also very magnanimous. Not magnanimous. What's the um, word she used? Lavish. Yeah. Uh, and touches her face and you goes, oh God. Well, she could still be an and alien. She, and, she and he makes the guys wear, wear all those little stickers on their on their eyebrows. Yeah. So he's clearly a bad guy. And oh, yeah. Nobody wants to be around him. So he has to do shitty stuff. Mm. In an early script, he asked Varya to test Data's sexual abilities. <sighs> and, uh, and while I'm sad that didn't happen, I'm also sad it didn't happen. That's, just... You know, he's still like he still got that creep because there's that when he's dissolving Data's uniform and he was basically like, I'd love to, you know, I I would be perfectly happy to see you naked. I mean, so would I, but Yeah, and like what is that uniform made out of that when it dissolves it turns Wax. into like <laughs> black sludge? Yeah. Well, well what it's dissolving with. In I TOS, it was established that the, no, it's TOS, mm. TAS, mm-hmm. it was established the uniforms are made out of algae. That's, that's right. right. So, yeah. yeah, that's true. Although now they're probably just replicated. Yeah, it seemed like it was just made out of algae. Wall. So, let's talk about Fajo's plan here, right? Because a lot <laughs> when it's lucky it works. I know. Yeah. It's extreme. Like, he came up with a whole gigantic ruse with the. the what the hell was happening on that planet? He poisoned, poisoned the, the water, water table. Yeah. Someone's poisoned the With water table. With a chemical There's that a can only be boot. neutralized by this other chemical, which he only he has. And is really dangerous. Mm. And, and it ha- So, right. So, his plan, he had to poison the water table. He had to make sure he poisoned it with something that only he had the cure for. And that that cure had to be extremely volatile. 
Yeah. It couldn't be transported. Had and be... Data had to be the one that had yeah, to Yeah, he had no control over that part. And Data would have had to have no assistant. Like, yeah, nobody else. Yeah, I was surprised else. no one, no one went with him. Like, if the, like, when he went down to that planet that was radioactive or something and only Data could survive it, that was one thing. But this is... It's not yeah. explained why only If they made Data it like, oh, the chemical is so dangerous that it can't be near... You know, and they were saying organic it's, material. I don't know. They uh, they were saying it weird, but it sounds like they were saying tritium, right? Which is something like that. Which yeah. is usually pronounced in, tritium. In, in tri- I've ever heard. I heard intritium. Intritium. Usually that's in, usually that's what they do. Hitrium? They'll find like I a, can't read my fucking. They'll find an actual material and then put an and then put a, put an extra thing on it. Oh, it's it's that's fair. Super. Because although. I was going to say, because tritium, if I remember my high school science at all, which is not well, but I feel like tritium is an ion of hydrogen? Sure. I think it's... Outside my wheelhouse. Yeah. It's a, it's a number of uh, neutrons attached, and so three neutrons, you, I want to say. You could say whatever you like right now, Liz, and I would nod and say, yeah. That's, I was an art history major, but that's what I remember. But like... Every time I said tritium, I was like, no, it's tritium! Yeah, it was... It was one thing I know. It was, yeah, it was high tritium. High tritium. Oh, okay. Yeah. The one thing I will say, like, obviously he he had no control over whether or not Data was going to be the pilot, but I don't think he would have had any qualms about murdering an assistant if there had been one. So yeah, they would have... They would have taken Data off the shuttle, knocked out the other guy, and left him in the shuttle when it exploded. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, he had, like, he's lucky they just happened to assign Data. Yeah, well, again, yeah, and it's... So that's I the one part of the plan. A pretty, a pretty yeah, big plot hole here. That, that like, everything else with the plan, okay. Like, if he knows there's not much else of that chemical around. Mm. Like, that part makes sense. It's only the, like, leaving it up to chance for Data being the one to do the shuttling. You would have to, like, if they had even, like, made a mention of something that would have suggested that it was a, a mission of such complexity that it would require yeah. an android's brain to do it. Yeah, that would have... Like, or sure. android motor skills or yeah. something. Otherwise, you're stuck with Wesley, and you don't want to kidnap Wesley. <sighs> also, I think... I mean, he's I mean, probably just that. one of those people that is so confident in his diabolical scheme. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that going there under his real name, in his real ship... Like, I feel like for a little extra, he could have had... A fake ship with a fake identity. And yeah, I'm sure he has been, dozens of other ships. And then there would have been zero chance he could ever get caught because nobody would know it was him. Yeah. And he told them who he was, and he's well known as a collector of rare items. Yeah. So it was yeah, only a, it was only a little leap. <laughs> that part made me so hard. Mm. So yeah, Fajo, kind of a douche. Kinda. I just I just hope his Muppet is okay now. <laughs> those those two the two grunts will take care of it. Oh God! But wasn't Data was like singing some weird little? He was trying to he was trying to make the noises at it that Fajo was making, but he wasn't as good at it. Yeah, that was funny. That and best use of the Mona Lisa I've seen yet in the show. Yeah, trying to do the smile. That was that was delightful. Had he never seen the Mona Lisa, Data? Apparently, maybe it's not as big a deal once. Fajo takes custody of it. Mona Lisa isn't that big a deal. No, it's a very famous. Place. I was. It's At funny. The I was. Moment. I was reading. Oh, not reading. I was watching on Adam ruins everything because I watched all of them in a row the other day because I have no life. And of the history of the Mona Lisa is that it's not famous for being a good painting. It's mm. famous because it got stolen once, mm, yeah. and they didn't notice for like a day, and then they realized, <laughs> oh shit, 
this painting is gone. There used to be something here. I forget what it was because it was unimpressive. Then they get it back and all of a sudden now it's so fucking cool and everyone's into it. It actually yeah. came up in Adventure Brothers once. Well, apparently it will get stolen again in the future by yeah. and somehow end up in Kivas Fajo's collection. Apparently both he could, have, he could have gotten that uh, reputably. Yeah. It yeah. sounded like Almost everything. Everything was, he had was, yeah. was stolen. I mean, it's not explicitly. Yeah, stated. but then, but then in the record that that they listened to, be like, who is this guy anyway? Oh, oh, yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. he's got a, st- a starry night. He's got this. He's got blah blah blah. They'd be like, oh, he's a fucking criminal. Sure is lucky. Instead of a collector. True. true sure true. is lucky that all these Earth famous paintings survive World War Three and its aftermath. Well, Khan hey, has them all. That's just good curator. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure if, if World War Three looked like it was about to break out, the, the curators at various museums would... Dude, they have, like, when they've got the resources for it, as, as someone who may have a master's in museum studies, like, they have some serious emergency plans in place, and they get creative sometimes. Like, before the bombing of Baghdad, and mm. uh, when shit went down in North Africa, like, they were doing things like taking everything mobile, putting it into a back room, and, and walling up, like, the gap. Mm. Yeah, they should just have a whole bunch of counterfeit ones. Put those out whenever there's a problem and hide the real ones. That's kind of been done before. Sweet. Nick Nick Cage did it when he stole the Declaration of Independence. He <laughs> it with a poster. I think I've seen that documentary. Yeah. yeah. It's like what Mr. Bean did in Bean the Movie. Oh, God. That's why right. do you have to keep referencing that? Because I, I, oh, I, I, I know it's like so a horror fun. movie for an art person. It's just like, I, I'm not even a big fan of Whistler's Mother. It's, it's just a boring why, painting. Just don't, yeah, it's well, American art is kind of boring at all the time, but it's still cringeworthy. I, I feel like mm. there, are, there are multiple ways that these things can survive. Like, they could have had enough warning that they got stuff out of the city because they know the city is, the major populations that are like, like a city is going to be yeah. a target. They may, and besides, a lot of major museums have offsite, like, out, like, offsite storage somewhere unmarked in the middle of nowhere in the woods or whatever. Um, uh, you, we'll talk about that heist later, Chris. Don't get too excited. Can you just replicate them? That's what I was thinking. I was wondering. Mm. I was suddenly wondering, like, what would futuristic restoration processes be? Because now it involves a lot oh, of science yeah. and chemicals and all sorts of stuff that are varying levels of destructive. But in the future, like, it could have been something. It could have been hit by the radioactivity of the fallout or whatever, and then started to decay quicker. But then at some point, they had the technology and were able to restore it. Like on a cellular level. Mm. Damn. The Eiffel Tower is still up. Yeah. Yeah. It Molecular is. level. That's what I meant to say. So Paris didn't. Yeah. So, the, so the Louvre might be okay. Maybe. Which yeah. is where. A lot and of it does have a big is. underground complex there. There you go. Mm. Mm. Maybe mm. they maybe they treated their storage balls with whatever you need against radioactivity. Yeah. Is it lead? Do they need lead? They need lead. Everyone needs lead. Flip. Yeah. So apparently, uh, uh, Ames, you may have already come across this and it might be in your notes as something you wanted wow. to bring up but this was not our original Correct. yeah which is sad oh really yeah the originally they had cast and had like two days of shooting with david rapaport who had who was much a, more elaborate makeup yeah he was a, a famous little person oh. um but he had like notorious mental health issues mm. and attempted suicide <laughs> They replaced him when they realized they couldn't continue filming. And then, like, a couple months later, he actually died. Oh. That's of, really of, of a different attempt. But yeah, if you look on Memory Alpha, there's a picture of the original character. And again, the makeup was a lot more elaborate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would have felt about that, though. 
because it would have been an, it would have been another role for a little person where it would have rolled my eyes because mm. it's exactly where they would cast him. You know, like there would be there are like other roles that I would have rather seen a little person actually get to take on. Yeah, yeah. like Alexander in TOS was great. Oh yeah. yeah, no, he was he was phenomenal. Apparently, the director also had an initial idea that luckily they didn't they didn't go with. Firstly, because it would have been ridiculous, and also because when they had to recast, they would have lost everything. Was to make the Jobus set in proportion with that actor, so that the ceilings would be low and Ooh. everyone else would have to duck. Okay, I would have liked that. Hmm. Um, or Prince Spiner, though, if that had happened. Speaking of uh, elaborate makeup, the, the, oh, his, the friend. his friend that shows up. I hated that. Oh, oh my god. Name, his, like, was it Talks his, or something? His weird jewelry that like wrapped really around like his head. And his like 80 nostrils. I yeah. assume they were all Which he was like nostrils. picking the whole time. Which yeah. I thought <laughs> was a nice touch. Because well, it's probably unpleasant. polite in his culture. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, but it was deeply unpleasant, which I assume was the <laughs> point. So well yes. done there. Wait, he was supposed to seem skeevy. He made yeah. a great comment when when mannequin data flopped over, and it was a great fall. Yeah, yeah. Good yeah. fall, Grant Spiner. And he says, "Well, he falls well." I'm like, I wonder yeah, if he actually yay. did just like get a mannequin and push it over for that fall because there's no way was. a human. I think being they, they had a mat on the other could, side. I think. Yeah, yeah, well, but he they did have him really stiff. They did have him also rebound off the weird sofa too, so it wasn't just yeah. like it was. Flop, flop. Yeah, but it was still like very like the the, the stunt man or mannequin that did that fall did a very the good stunt job. mannequin. I think it yes. hadn't been a person because they well unless they did a shitload of takes, but because again he bounded off the sofa mm. and in the process turned so he landed on his back. Uh, yeah, that's fair. And you can't guarantee a mannequin's going to be able to do the turn unless you have yeah. the amazing technology of. Fishing line suspended from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, but why would they you don't. With that? Because having a human being this is the perfectly stiff as they fall is very. No, I thought like no. I think they I think there's also like control. Yeah, the way that uh, that a body would flop would is way different from a mannequin would flop. Yeah, yeah. they got a stu- you know they got a stunt mime, Maybe. and mimes Perfect. can stay very stiff. Quite possible. <laughs> God damn it! So that gun, right? Mm. They're oh, the all disruptor. like, it's the most horrible gun ever. When it kept, they kept calling, what is it, the something T gun? And I'm like, does yeah. it shoot T at you? <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> Shut up, Ames. It seemed less horrible than the one from the Revis episode. The where you like, a skeleton first. Yes, oh. that's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, but then when you're a skeleton, you're probably already dead. This thing. This no, no, because if you watch, if you like watch that clip, mm. they're making faces no. to the bitter end. Yeah, it, 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 it like strips oh, off your outer layer first, and like, I don't know. Oh. It was really bad. Because, yeah, you look at they like, they're, it's almost like Mars attacks. Like, the head yeah. goes last, and they seem aware until mm. it goes. Maybe something about the nature of the whatever T disruptor, though. Like, maybe it seems to take longer if you're the victim. Maybe. It shoots T at you. That's what yeah. happens. It's overly, s- overly steeped tea. Oh, it's mm. bitter and it scalds. Oh, the worst. Mm. Also, why did they help pull the whole fake out thing with the gun at the end? Like, there were so many gun fake outs. It's like, oh, I'm going to shoot Varya. Oh, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. Oh, I'm, Data's mm. gonna gonna shoot two guy. No, he's not. Yes, he is. And then we're gonna leave it questionable. Oh no, Data. I feel like yeah. Pulled the trigger is my interpretation. No, it definitely yeah. was. And and Brent Spiner says like, no, I'm I'm certain Data did, but they left it vague so you could think maybe he didn't. But no, yeah, no. they could have left it way vaguer if they say didn't have it charging or it didn't, yeah, have, didn't have blasting O'Brien in... having to turn it off. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if that happened, then you'd think, would he have done it, not did he do it? Because it was very clear since the 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 
there's evidence in the transporter beam that there's a firing weapon. Yeah. Like, they did a lousy job making it vague. Yeah. Which, good. Because, again, I, I personally think it's a major step in Data's development as a human. He was going to straight up murder somebody. Yeah. Well, I think the whole... kind of deserved it. The whole episode was an interesting look at Data in terms of... Yeah, I guess it's programming, but or his personality in terms of like self-preservation and like how he escalates. You know, starting from verbal requests and tries and starts to escalate it into violence in terms of like self-preservation and response to capture. Yep. And it's almost like the the rules of robotics at work, mm. the laws of robotics at work. You know, because what he's threatened, what uh, what's his face Fado is threatening at the end is hurting more people. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I might kill yeah. this guy and you guys got to make that his poor face guy. like, oh, me? No. <laughs> no I do. <laughs> I wore the stickers on my face just like he wanted. Also, Data has a sense of irony and ironic echo when he throws Fajo's words right back at him. Mm. But at the same time, Fajo seemed more upset by the fact that Data couldn't gloat at him than <laughs> he could have. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, I think the fact that his imprisonment and loss of everything was just a matter of fact to Data hurt him more. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Skeevy prick. One thing I did like about Tajo was um, his attempt first, like, in, oh, it's in, I'm thinking, like, there's a there's a tabletop role-playing game, and it's in GURPS, and it's specifically for Discworld. Okay. Where you can acquire a linguistic skill that is shouting at foreigners. I thought of that. And that's exactly like when Fajo first tries to interact with Data. I'm like, oh, I see he's using a sketch shouting at foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it took great effort, effort to acquire you. And just like gesticulating. It was ridiculous and I loved it. Oh my God. It was funny, but it also didn't make sense. Like you clearly no. know a lot about Data. Yeah. You've already heard him talk. You should know that you can just talk at him. Yeah. Your, all of your assistants have been helping him do the thing and load load the, the shuttle. Ground. Yeah. Like he functions as a, as a person mm. does. Yeah, and he's fully, and he's fully have, functional. To not understand really what data is. And maybe that's actually part of the character, though. Yeah, he's yeah, more he's a interested curiosity. In, yeah, he's more interested in the rarity of data than data himself. Also, dude, give him a nicer chair. Yeah, but... Mm, no. You must have some bitchin' chairs in your collection you could let him, like, resplend in. Mm. That a verb? <laughs> it is a chair. <laughs> the, say yes. The act of being resplendent. Yes, as data would do. Although they gave him a stupid little little uniform to wear. Oh, that sh- that like why not give was... him something better, dude? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty boring. Well, again, it was very like throwback TOS. It was. Mm-hmm. It really did feel like something from with, a sixties. With the episode. weird way that it starts as culottes and then becomes leggings. <laughs> it's like, yeah. What are you doing? And then they're like just randomly. Oh, it's purple now, and his collar was asymmetrical. It just ugh. It looked like pajamas. It was bad. It yeah. was bad. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna change the subject a little bit. Yep. Interesting use of Worf this episode. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Like he was the only one that really had a reaction when the fucking shuttlecraft exploded. Well, I disagree. Only one that. had an audible one. Yes. Well, because Picard was like, I really enjoyed the scene after where Picard was trying to keep his shit together. Yeah. And it was clearly like he was upset by Data's loss. Oh well, yes, but Worf got to have the Worf got the Data. Line, which I didn't yeah. expect it to come from Worf. Yeah, no, you'd, you'd, I would have expected. I was Jordy on the bridge. I don't think yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Was he? Because, no, when, because he was reading like everything's in the right, optimal right. bounds, and as soon as something went wrong, he stared and he's like, "No, wait, I gotta f- yeah. look at the numbers." You'd have expected it from either Jordy or Wesley. Mm. Maybe yeah. Riker. Maybe because Riker's got a lot of humanity that he wears on his sleeve. Yeah, but he's also swaggering macho dude. Yeah, like I feel yeah. like the people who are closest to him are Jordy and Wesley. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Barkley. 
I do feel like they kind of fucked up his makeup in this episode, though. Who's? Worf's? Um, I noticed a couple weird moments, Like, it seems like they forgot to full... Yeah, exactly. Next to his right eye. We're both pointing hmm. next to our right eyes, listeners. I just... Jake, I, I, I mentioned to Jake, like, does he usually have that weird fold where I you can it, tell the, there is, the there head is, connects yeah. with his face? Well, no, I think there is, like... A ridge. A ridge there. Maybe it was more pronounced. That's right. I feel like it's more usually more. less prominent or something. Yeah, I like, don't think I've ever like, noticed it before. Like, I definitely felt like, oh, this is what somebody at Comic-Con looks like when they've got Klingon mm. ridges. You can tell, right? I feel like I'm usually less conscious of where Michael Dorn ends and <laughs> the scene begins, you know? I mean, I wonder if maybe it was this week's makeup team or whatever. Because yeah, I mean, like, makeup was a little heavy-handed in general on some people. No, that I didn't notice. I'll, I'll like, their blush was a little too much or whatever the men had on their lips were, was more noticeable than it was supposed to be. Yeah. What's but, her name on Fajo's ship? She definitely like Varia. Like, yeah, Varia is from Planet 1987 Dance Party. <laughs> <laughs> she actually she gave me real because um, of how like sort of boxy her face was. I was thinking of I can't think of his name, but the android from Red Dwarf. Oh, I don't know. Lister? All the Red Dwarf. No, Lister's the lead. I've never seen so. But he's yeah, his makeup. If, if you look him up, he's got this very sort of like he's flesh colored but very boxy. In his design, and I just kind of got vibes of him off of that. Mm. But yeah, the use of Worf yeah. is, is really interesting. And they bring up you bring up Yar specifically to say like, you're you're now replacing a second um, yeah. officer because they've died. And he has he has to say like, no, this is this is how this is just how it is when you're a, a fucking Klingon. Klingon or you know anyone in Starfleet mm. who has to do their job. And they're like, yeah, but it's fucking hard. And he doesn't want to admit it, but yeah. it is, and his heart's breaking. Yeah. And his two penises are breaking. Oh, no. <laughs> Didn't know that could happen in grief. Happens. Oh, jeez. But yeah, that, there's that. There's actually, there's 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 the continuity of some of Data's stuff. Yeah. He's still yeah. got that to watch Yar his Yar, hologram. His Yar porn. Oh. I'm pretty sure, too, that box of commendations is one of the things he was packing in the episode where they're questioning his sentience. Yeah, sabience. I think you're right, too. Mm. Um, I, he I, has acquired the poker chips. Yeah. Oh. And the cards. I think the ridge. Oh, Jake, you're still watching yeah. the ridge. I think it might just be a season three thing. Cause oh, okay. Because uh, like season three pictures of him have the ridge, but other seasons and the films, he does not have. Like here's here's a much later picture. That's unfortunate. You can't just change someone's face like, like that. Well, I mean, his first season okay. had like yeah. there's no ridge there. No, it's all above the island. Yeah. But there was one from Sins of the Father. Where you can see that he has, yeah, he has the ridge. Maybe this is the one time they've just shown him oh, dead yeah. on profile like yeah. that, and that's why we noticed. And the lighting might have brought it out more. Yeah, but yeah. His uh, his season, he seems to have a slightly different head fairly regularly. I think. Yeah. I think it's maybe he molts. Maybe Klingons molt and their head changes. Maybe know. sure. Yeah. Let's say they yeah. They just they just there. <laughs> 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 oh, that's horrible, and I love it. Keep it like a walnut shell. You've got a new fruit bowl. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I, in one head was really weird. Was like, I, I love the idea of you just sitting there one day, just kind of scratch it, out, it, it boop, and it was like, oh god, war! Like, what? No, no, this is normal. <laughs> He's just got a whole bunch of them on his wall, his old like through the years. But yeah, in general, I liked how this was kind of a sneaky. This episode was kind of a sneaky way to like do a retrospective of Data's relationships with the other characters in the group yeah. without mm. losing Data from the show. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that was nice. I, uh, here's an interesting thing though: D- Picard and 
Riker both agree that Worf is the best person to take over at Ops. Which is weird. Which is weird, yeah, right? He's, he's yeah. head of security. Like he's, he's got other, yeah. other things that are higher up on his list. And things that are like, that he's really good at, and we've theoretically. And we've seen other people who have to sub in at Ops fairly frequently whenever Data stands up. Like, yeah, but they're not regulars on the show. <laughs> <laughs> That, and they wanted to have that moment with Troy. Yeah, they did want. They just wanted to do that. It's, oh, it's a moment know. where sense was replaced by what makes for a better story. Yeah, yeah. Like, this can't just be about data. Let's see if we can involve Worf because people really like Worf. Mm. He didn't get to be a musketeer last week. So Aww. I kind of wish that in the writing of this episode, they like I see why they did, but I kind of wish that they let Data's death linger a bit, like mm. not. Mm. It lingers, we, it surely lingers for Jordy. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for the audience. So we know um, because we see him get shocked by the by the thumbprint thing. Mm. So we know right away before it even happens that it's a that it's something's a, up. It's fake. Yeah, you're mostly watching it for the expressions of people on the on the ship. Yeah, it would instead been, of think, to see like, oh fuck, what? See, I, I would have done it. I would have had the cold open without showing him get shocked just mm-hmm. just showing the thing blow up and then i would have the first scene on the bridge of them trying to deal with the situation and then maybe even a little bit of the, the crew reaction before showing him as fajo's prisoner and explaining oh no we faked your death so we could steal you yeah. I, I, I know that nobody watching the show would be like oh, date is dead mm-hmm. um but well, some might after the way Yar went. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair Could have point. been a good way to fake him out before the credits. Let them linger through the commercials and then... Yeah. And then have that, that moment in the, in the Windows desktop holodeck <sighs> where you say goodbye. Mm. Oh. I did like that when he came to, he uh, pulled his thumb back. Like, for him there, they had just been like... Ah. Yeah, yeah no time had they... passed. I didn't notice that. Uh-huh. You know, this is just another reason why we need to have sub- subcutaneous communicators... Mm-hmm. So yes. that because he, he once he once he wakes up and he realizes I'm somewhere else and my communicator's gone. Yeah, it's well, any fucking time. Since he's an android. Just hook him up. Yeah, it, just give him an implant. He, he's he could literally be a walking Wi-Fi hotspot. Yeah, That'd you don't have great. to pay those bastards at Verizon for it. I want to be friends with Data now. Like, I so he's closer to you. So your Wi-Fi's better. I refuse yes. to believe that even if. Like, it seems ridiculous, even if the communicator itself is a piece of jewelry or something else, that there isn't some microchip. Like, why yeah. isn't everybody just chipped for mm. tracking purposes? Because it happens so often that somebody yeah. loses their communicator and, oh, we can't track them anymore. Yep. We can't get a transporter lock. Yeah. Like, you should, people, even if it's not a communicator itself, there should at least be a tracker yeah. that yeah. can be picked up from far away. I mean, and you could still have had the story like this, because you could assume that someone like Faja would have done his research and, like, would have said, like, make sure to take out the who's he, what's it. Yeah. Or his um, gallery would be, like, the walls would be lined with yeah, something with to block the Some thing. sort of, yeah, interfering thing. Oh, yes, the walls, of course, are pure Trota Copper. Yes. Maybe oh, I wonder if there's Superland an in-world explanation. <laughs> Living for beings, it. don't shoot them. Ooh, mm. like I mean, Starfleet. We learn at some point. I guess I don't know if it comes up before DS Nine. Like, is there something? You know, like there seems to be an in-world aversion to any kind of genetic alteration. There may maybe augmentation is something that's closely regulated. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Though I, I mean, we... then Jordy comes into the picture, and there's there's. Yeah. 
where's the line? I don't think the prohibition on genetic engineering is really explored much until DS9. DS9 yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it does stand to reason though that there would be considering the the uh, I was going to say the Clone Wars, <laughs> <laughs> um, considering the, the eugenics wars. There's probably a lot of consideration of the Clone Wars. <laughs> Wipe it off off the face of the earth. That's actually the real reason genetic engineering isn't allowed in Star Trek. Because in the world of Star Trek, Star Wars is still movies. Oh. And they really hate the Clone Wars. You know why it was the Eugenics Wars? Because it was actually an attack of people named Eugene. <laughs> like like, right. like Eugene Roddenberry. Oh no. <laughs> oh, I just I just love the idea of an army of guys named Eugene. Because again, if we're talking about fiction, Eugene is like such a stereotypical nerd name. Yeah. So it's just like an assault of like basically far side nerds. Yep. <laughs> Because uh, Gary Larson's uh, drawing style is very distinct. Was that, I assume oh, that's yeah. what Chris was getting at. Yes. Okay, good. Yeah, I feel like his characters tend to have large. I understood that reference. Yes. Well, they tend to, they, they, they start large and they get smaller as you go up. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the look. They're cone-shaped? Kinda. Kinda. Actually. In a way. Mm. Huh. Never thought of that before. Mm. Anywho. Uh, the far side. <laughs> so, this Kivas shithole... Uh, <laughs> I do wonder if they had intention of bringing him back. Because like you said, Ames, there was sort of a, a Harry Mudd vibe. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's definitely got like a, a personality that I'm sure but, audience... See, I don't know. I don't think he would have... Because I think audiences liked Harry Mudd because he was charming. Yeah. Like, despite being a criminal and a charlatan, he was well, especially a this... charming guy. O'Connor was charming. No. <laughs> uh, but I feel like Fajo doesn't have any of the redeeming qualities that Mud had that would True. make an audience want to see more of him. Yeah. Well, that, and maybe that's why they didn't. Maybe they realized after the execution. But I feel like when they were writing him that maybe in the back of their maybe. mind, they were like, this could be our Mud. Could be. Yeah, I could see that. Okana didn't work. Oh, Gomez didn't work. No. Just his recurring character. Maybe this time. Yeah. Oh, they got Barkley at least. I mean, I, th- <laughs> I feel like I feel like they already have their mud with Q. Like Q yeah. is the mud mm. of, yeah, of the series. to an extent. Yeah. Mm, I would rather see another episode with Fajo than another episode with Q. Get like the fuck out! Yeah. How did we allow I'm you in here? Not a Q fan. Oh my. John Delancey mm-hmm. is a treasure. Oh, I love John Delancey. I just can't fucking stand Q whenever he shows up. I'm like, oh, wow. this motherfucker. <laughs> All sense of like logical plot is going to go out the window because rule of Q. Like everything's going to go which- whichever way Q does. This exactly. Is true. What's our next Q episode? Can we have her on? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will show up drunk and angry. I think it's I think it's Cupid. Uh, <laughs> At least that title makes sense. Yes. Unlike all the other ones where these randomly jam Q in there. No. Take a place that I like to jam Q. Yeah, we oh made my. this joke yeah. before. I know. <laughs> uh, did you guys see that the shuttlecraft was called the Pike? I did. I did. I, did. I also uh, noticed that this was another example of uh, having an angled shot at the view screen so you can see that it wasn't just a flat 2D image. You notice that? Oh. No, I didn't. When Fajo was up on screen, 
they cut to an angle over Picard's like right shoulder, mm. and you're looking obliquely at the view screen, and we're seeing Fajo from an angle instead of. Oh, I didn't notice that. But they, but they do that every time they show the like. They, they do, but when, it's always in. Well, I've never noticed it, so mm. apparently. I see. I always so. I always kind of thought that that was done for the audience's benefit because I think it would look really weird if there was. Well, I mean, that's just usually a how a screen. screen is depicted in you know in a television show. They just insert the flat image and angle it appropriately. Yeah, but I don't think it would work. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that the view screen is is has depth. No, but it does. They've shot like there's an, there's an episode. I don't know if you guys have come across the episode. Cause I don't remember what season it is when like the whole thing is fucked and shot, and you can see the inside and the, and the inner workings of it and the wirings. Oh, yeah, it almost looks like a, a mini holodeck display yeah, in a way. That, we like haven't that. gotten to that one, but I remember that. You know what that. I'm talking about? I do, now that you mention it. I, I didn't get to see the inside of it, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember when the hell that is, It's though. actually Livingston's tank. Oh, yes. I don't know. I never th- I never thought of it that way. I mean, I know that, it, it, that we see the angle, but I wasn't sure that the... That's It's canonically that way. It like, is a, it's... It is, if you look, the nerds will happily talk your ears off about it. Okay. That, like... It's... Engage us in the Facebook comments. <laughs> Apparently we're not big enough nerds for this. Yeah, I, 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 I always <laughs> um, thought that was actually. just... I always thought that it was just the television show taking liberties. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was intentionally supposed to be a holographic... Because if that's the case, why was it such a big deal... I'm sorry for going ahead. Why was it such a big deal on Deep Space Nine when they finally got a holographic viewer on The Defiant for two episodes? Mm, maybe. Because the people writing the episode forgot. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Because it was like a big deal. It's like, oh, testing out this new technology. Oh, it's like you're really here. Maybe it's more depth. Maybe it's like the HD version of what they got on the Enterprise. Maybe. 4K. Maybe. Ultra HD. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, anything more on the most toys or Reg Barkley? Mm-hmm. I really liked the wall sconces in Fajo's gallery. They were kind of nice. Were they really cool? They were kind of like an yeah. old Christmas decoration or something. Kind of, yeah. I was a little yeah. jealous while playing The Sims that I didn't have such an option. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> No, we're all though. Uh, good week. The ground. Good week. Good yeah, week. I like both these shows. Really good episodes good. for different yeah. reasons. Well, cool. what do we got? What do we got coming up? Well, since you asked, Chris, next week. I like that this is your new your new way of signing off instead of doing the Jacobs out. Then well. it's now it's <laughs> since you asked, Chris. <laughs> next week on a star to steer her by, we will be covering two. I mean, three. Wait, what? <gasps> what? Hey, that is right. Next week we are doing. Three episodes Whoa. of Star Trek The Next Generation in one show of ours. We're um, mad. That's We're right. Well, the reason mad. is because following week is a two-parter, and we wanted to cover that in one show, and we thought that loading it up with uh, other stuff would, would be All troublesome. Right, so, so, so next week is going to be complicated as hell. It is. But the good thing is that two of the three are probably not worthy of that much comment <laughs> one of them is probably enough for half a show so we the three episodes we'll be talking about next week are ooh the return of a beloved character oh. lol in Sarek oh yeah Sarek oh. oh that is beloved yeah, no, Zarek. One, no one loves lol Zarek I don't think that's how you say that what 
whatever you just said. Zarex? Yeah. It's actually the Andorian Zarex is a, is, a, is, a, is a juice drink. Oh. Um, is it? Sounds gross. It's, it's, What's it eh, taste like? It's like grape and orange flavored syrup you mix with water. Oh. That's weird. That sounds gross. It's all right. So Sarek, Sarek, uh, you can guess who returns. And the return of a less beloved character <sighs> in Menage a Troy. Menage a Trois. Troy, toi. Yikes. It was a very fairly risque title, I feel like, because that's a threesome. Yeah. That's, that's Well, we're doing three episodes. Yeah, that's true. Hey. Yeah, it's a menage a trek next time. There's eh? your title. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Jake. Anyway, and, uh, the third one? and the third one is Transfigurations. Transfigurations. What, what old character comes back in that? No one. <laughs> It's Dracula. Just, it's watching. A, it's watching a, a blank screen for half yep. an hour. <laughs> Better than shades of gray. So we have Sarek Menajatois and Transfigurations next time on a star to steer her by. Until then, find us online at Facebook. That's the one. Dot com. Search for a star to steer her by. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr too. Uh, our name there is SSHB. <laughs> Podcast. SS Shub Podcast. Um, Wait, is that SSHB or is that SSSHB? Shubodcast. Um, so there's we are. There's um, we are. You can download our podcast on all the standard podcast platforms, including but not limited to SoundCloud, Star Trek, the Star to Steer Her By. <laughs> SoundCloud, SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Tunes, and Google iTunes. <laughs> and other podcasts where fine podcasts are casted. Yes. Um, you know what I saw? I, I was looking at us at, uh, bleh, I was looking at us on iTunes. We haven't had a new review in fucking forever. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How hard is it to go and say, yes, I've listened to this. It's Come fine. on, people! Get with the program, okay? Folks, I ask one thing. (laughs) We come in here week after week and talk like assholes, and I ask but one thing. An honest but five-star review. (laughs) With an honest comment, and you can't even... Okay. All right, folks. Well, you know what? We're not doing it for the five-star reviews. We're doing it because we love you. But if you love us back, you'll do this for us. You'll do this thing. And if you don't, that's fine. But just tell somebody about us. Share us. Let us know. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. Tell a... I don't know. If If you're in the hospital, tell your nurse. If you're on a plane, tell the flight attendant. If you're a flight attendant, tell the passengers. If you're a pilot... Fly the fucking plane, asshole. (laughs) Don't listen to podcasts while you're flying. And if you do, make sure the autopilot's on, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how planes work. What are you talking about? Anyway, that's all I got. My name has been Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. And this is also Liz. I do this because it's like one of the only things that gets me out of the house. All right, Barkley. Yikes.
We're actually in Chris's holodeck right now. Oh no! I have a boring imagination. Thank God. 